It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With Jonathan Mingo now on IR, how should we evaluate the rookie seasons for the Carolina Panthers 2023 draft class? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where one final time here on this Wednesday, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions. Moving forward, starting next Friday, it's the weekly Friday mailbag all throughout the rest of the offseason here in Carolina. Then we'll pick up the weekly Wednesday mailbag once the 2024 regular season gets underway later on this fall. Today's episode of Lockdown Panthers is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Again, as I mentioned, it's the final weekly Wednesday mailbag of the season, and well... Not a ton of mailbag questions, and I understand that the season is almost over. There's not really anything to play for other than pride in preventing Baker Mayfield from coming to Carolina and winning the NFC South. That's something you don't want to see happen on Sunday. I feel like the cherry is already on top of this crap cake of a season for the Carolina Panthers. They officially have given up the number one overall pick in the 2024 draft. That now is belonging to the Chicago Bears. There's been a ton of injuries this season. The only good thing is the two wins that they have, Bryce Young having that spectacular game against Green Bay and Bryce Young still being healthy. So I get it. Not a lot of things to ask. That's okay. Starting Friday of next week, I'll be answering all your questions heading into the offseason, and it should be a busy offseason for the Carolina Panthers as David Tepper, who, by the way, still has not apologized to that fan who he tossed a drink on on Sunday at the game in Jacksonville, uh, waiting for that response in the what the see what the league does. Uh, but he'll be trying to find a new head coach here in Carolina, possibly a new general manager. We should find out the status of Scott Fitter on Monday of next week, which is key card Monday, Black Monday throughout the entire NFL. And then we'll see what else uh, goes on throughout the offseason. So it should be a busy offseason once again here on Locked on Panthers and, of course, here with the Carolina Panthers organization. But want to take some time to look at the Panthers rookie draft class and also just look at the rash of injuries the Panthers have faced this season before answering a couple questions here on this final weekly Wednesday mailbag edition of the 2023 NFL season. Uh, starting off, though, Jonathan Mingo. Carolina Panthers, second-round pick out of Ole Miss, 39th overall. He is now done for the season. was placed on IR on Tuesday afternoon, uh, finishing the season with 43 catches for 418 yards in 15 games played. Missed one game because of a concussion. Will, of course, miss Sunday's game, the finale against Tampa Bay, with this foot injury. Hopefully not something serious where he needs to have surgery, and that will limit him uh, throughout the offseason. I guess we'll find out more about that. 
Maybe when Chris Tabor speaks on Wednesday, but more likely uh, next Monday heading into the offseason when they have exit interviews. We'll find out more about the, ser- uh, the seriousness of that injury moving forward. There are now 14 players that are on IR with season-ending injuries for the Carolina Panthers. Chandler Zavala, he is done with a knee. He has missed the final six games of the season. He missed another game after being carted off with a stinger. Thankfully, that's all it was uh, during that loss against Detroit. Chandler Wooten has an ankle he's done for the season. Luigi Villain, honestly don't know what happened to him, but he's on IR. Shaq Thompson broke his fibula back in that Monday night game week two against the Saints. He missed the final 15 games of the season. LaVishka Chenault with an ankle has missed a ton of time. Gio Riccio with his shoulder, he's missed a lot of time. Uh, of course, Mingo, as he's mentioned, Justin McCray with a calf. Hayden Hurst with a concussion missed the final nine games of the season. Austin Cor- with a knee, missed 13 games. Brady Christensen with the torn bicep suffered week one against Atlanta, missed 16 games. That's a combined 29 games missed by your starting guard combination. Possibly, that's why the Panthers' offensive line has been bad, at least one of the reasons they've been poor. Henry Anderson, the defensive end, who got injured during training camp with a foot, missed the entire season, never returned. Clyde and Charles, he's currently uh, trying to return off of IR. DiCaprio Boodle with a knee, Amari Barno with a knee, and then Derek Wright, who was well, one of those guys during camp in preseason. You wondered, would he make the roster? He's currently on the practice squad IR. So that's a ton of dudes on IR, and it's impossible to have a successful season when you have that many injuries, when you're missing your green dot on defense and Shaq Thompson, when you're missing your two starting guards there uh, in the interior of your offensive line. A lot of teams are going to have tough times winning games at a high level in the NFL, especially a team like Carolina that, as we've seen, does not have a ton of depth. Now, why don't they have a ton of depth, Julian? Well... Because they don't really draft that well. They're not great at identifying talent. Jonathan Mingo, just looking at his season. Again, second round pick. Started a ton of games as, I guess, the number three wide receiver here in Carolina. He's been playing a lot of snaps recently. 43 catches, uh, 418 yards, zero touchdowns on the season. Looking at next-gen stats. Mingo averaged a 2.8 yards of separation this season. That is below the league average of 2.95 yards separation. He had the third worst catch percentage uh, in the NFL at 50.59%. The only worst uh, were Hollywood Brown and, oh man, Alan Lazard of the Jets. Then he also has a very low average yards after the catch above expectation at minus 0.7 yards. Adam Thielen's actually at minus one, and that is tied for third worst in the NFL. Those are not inspiring numbers at all. You can look at the 43 catches, 418 yards, and think, okay, you know, that's not that bad. But when you look at it closer, doesn't get a ton of separation, doesn't really catch the football, and yeah, when he gets it, doesn't do anything with it. Jonathan Mingo so far, not the best early returns, and he's not alone when you look at the rest of the rookie class. Now, we talked a lot about Bryce Young. This does not need to be a conversation that is uh, centered around Bryce. We'll do that well all offseason long, and we've been doing it all season long. We understand the challenges that he has. The challenges have been the injuries on the offensive line, the regression of players like Iki Iquanu, the inability for his receivers like John Domingo to get separation, and then when they do, to catch the football, and when they do, to do something with it. Big plays don't happen. The scheme, the play calling, Frank Reich, Thomas Brown, all of it. We understand the challenges that have been 
around Bryce Young. We also understand the limitations that Bryce Young himself has had this season. So we don't really need to go over it, even though I kind of just did. But let's look at the rest of the rookie classic. Mingo, he's a player. I'm interested to see what his future is going to be here in Carolina. Feels like a player like Terrace Marshall. Well, I don't even know really what to say about Terrace Marshall. He's a second-round pick from a couple years ago. He's going to be into his uh, final year of his rookie deal next year. It's going to be another coaching staff. This one he's fallen out of grace with. He has been a healthy uh, scratch for six straight games. I'm guessing he's going to get a jersey on Sunday. Maybe they only go with four wide receivers. They would go possibly with Mike Strawn ahead of him. I wouldn't be surprised by that, but maybe he gets a jersey. We'll see what his future is. If Scott Fitter is not here, of course, new coaching staff, maybe it's another opportunity but it feels like we know who he is at this point in time. And the other second-round pick, who feels like was brought in to replace him and then certainly has done that, has not offered all that much more. And the coach that really lobbied for him, Sean Jefferson, the wide receiver coach here in Carolina, I highly doubt will be the wide receiver coach here come next Monday morning. So what does that look like for Jonathan Mingo moving forward? One of... Many players here in Carolina whose futures are in doubt, which is why players don't tank, because they need to be able to find a home elsewhere. And Mingo, of course, he's not someone who's tanking. He's a rookie. He's trying to find his way into the league. But so far, he has not looked all that great. But again, not alone. We talked about Bryce. Chandler Zavala, he played in 10 games this season, started seven of them uh, at left guard, at right guard. He spent most of his time there at left guard. Uh, he missed the final six games of the season after suffering a knee injury. Played 54% of the offensive snaps this season. Has a 26.2 pro football focus grade. Wolf and is credited by PFF for allowing six sacks this season. We'll go back to that week three game in Seattle where he had a 0.0 pass blocking grade. Did not think that was possible. If you think about passer rating, you could throw the ball in the dirt for every down, and I believe you would still have above a zero passer rating. So for someone, and this is a completely different metric, but for PFF to give that man a 0.0 grade in that Seahawks game when it came to pass blocking, that is truly remarkable, and it's one of the more remarkable, ugly stats we've seen this season in Carolina, and there have been a ton of those. So Chandler Zavala, good to get some snaps, but he wasn't ready. And he can't be in your plans as a starter heading into 2024. And I don't think he uh, truly is. TJ Johnson, who the Carolina Panthers, let's go back to the Christian McCaffrey trade. They used that second round pick to move up to get Bryce Young. That went to, of course, Chicago Bears. And I think it was later on traded to the Jaguars, who went out and drafted uh, Brenton Strange, the tight end who we saw on Sunday afternoon down there in that game. The third and the fourth round picks that they got from San Francisco were used to move up with Pittsburgh from 93 to 80 to draft DJ Johnson. So what is DJ Johnson, who's 25 years old as a rookie, what has he done uh, to thank the Carolina Panthers? Well, he's played in 12 games, started four of them, has 16 tackles, one tackle for loss, one pressure. He's played 31% of the defensive snaps and 34% of the special team snaps. He also has one quarterback hurry, and I'm guessing that counts as a pressure as well. So, yeah, zero sacks, as we know. The Carolina Panthers have the worst pass rush in the NFL. Brian Burns leads them with seven sacks. Frankie Lugo, he has done his part as well this season with, about I think, five, five-and-a-half sacks. Been a good player at off-ball linebacker. We'll see what he 
if he's here next year, we'll see what kind of role he's able to play. If he's going to be more of a guy who can uh, rush more often than he did this season. But DJ Johnson hasn't been great. Mari Pano hasn't been great. Justin Houston, of course, is not here anymore. Marquise Haynes has been banged up all season long. And this brings me back to they have no leverage when it comes to Brian Burns. And they absolutely need him because none of the younger players have shown including DJ Johnson, especially DJ Johnson, that they are threats to come off the edge in the future. It's possible it's still early. The problem is time is not on his side as he's already in his mid-20s and it will be almost 30 by the end of his rookie deal if he even ends that rookie deal here in Carolina. Jamie Robinson, you forget about him, fifth-round pick from Florida State. Has 17 tackles this season. He's barely played on defense. 70, he has played 7% of the defensive snaps, 69% of the special team snaps so far this season. And honestly, I forget he's even on the team a lot of times. So looking at the rookie class, Bryce Young, been a starter, had his ups and downs, had his big moment against Green Bay, did not follow that up with a big-time performance against Jacksonville. The offensive line certainly let him down, but he did not, of course, look great in his own right in that game, and there are reasons why that was the case on Sunday, but the hope is with a better offensive line moving forward, better receivers, better coaching staff, scheme, Bryce Young will be okay. Well, Jonathan Mingo... Didn't see a ton that I liked this season. Chandler Zavala, I don't think I saw anything that I liked this season. DJ Johnson, same case. And then Jamie Robinson, again, I forgot he was even on the team. That is not a great rookie class for the Carolina Panthers so far. The only one that really matters is Bryce Young. If Bryce Young pans out, then so be it. So be it. Mingo's not great. So be it. Zavala's not great. So be it. DJ Johnson, Jamie Robinson. You hate to give up the picks for DJ Johnson, of course. But at the end of the day, as long as Bryce Young ends up being a hit when it comes to the 2023 rookie class, you'll be fine. But for Scott Fitterer, a man who wants to keep his job past next Monday and heading into this offseason, wants to be in the conversations to bring in a new head coach and to be in the war room leading the draft, man, he has not done a good job at all. And there is just really not much of a reason for David Tepper to bring him back next season, other than I guess he's a guy who can take the bullets since Tepper is obviously persona non grata right now here in Carolina and across the NFL. So that's a quick look at this sterling 2023 rookie draft class by Scott Fitter and the Carolina Panthers organization. Now let's move over to some of your questions as it is the final weekly Wednesday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers here in this 2023 regular season. I know it's 2024, but still the 2023 regular season. We'll answer some of those questions, as in me, here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal of out hidden fees buy tickets in seconds with just two taps there's only one final game here at bank of america stadium on sunday as the panthers host the buccaneers you can use game time to get some great deals to go to that game one final time and really the first time here in the year 2024 take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nfl for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's do it one final time this season, the weekly Wednesday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. And I'm guessing that many of you have a lot of questions to ask me once the offseason actually begins. Because there's not a lot of questions this week, and that doesn't really hurt my feelings. I'm good with that. We'll move forward. I was just brainstorming, honestly, today before doing a show about all the things I'm ready to talk about once we get into next week. And we head into a Martin Luther King weekend, super wild card weekend in the NFL. Got a lot of things I want to talk about as far as just the postmortem of the season, uh, general manager, what happens there with Scott Fitterer, and then looking at some candidates if he does indeed get fired, and looking at the roster as a whole. Some of the free agents, who should stay, who should go, some of the contractual, financial uh, deals Panthers got to make. Like, that's part of the things I like to talk about. Of course, I what I care most about is the actual season and, and the games, but then getting into the offseason and kind of deciding what to do as far as the roster management and the roster building goes outside of the draft. I'm very interested in all that. And, of course, the draft will talk plenty about that. Speaking of draft, Alex... He's already looking ahead to the end of April and wondering, okay, the Carolina Panthers have Bryce Young, but should they look for another quarterback just in case? Alex, he asked, should the Panthers draft a quarterback this offseason? Quite simply, it's too early to say Bryce isn't the answer, but you have to be in constant pursuit of a franchise quarterback, and the more shots you get at it, the more likely you'll hit on one. Oh, someone was listening to David Sapper back in December of 2020 when he mutually parted ways with Marty Herney and stated that, basically letting us all know, Teddy Bridgewater, it's been fun, but not real fun. You have two more games, and then we're going hunting. And they went hunting for Matthew Stafford, who fell in love in Cabo with Sean McVay and said, I'm good. Russell Wilson, who turned out to be cooked, didn't want to come here. Deshaun Watson, for the first time, said, Nah, I'm good. So what did that land him? Well, it landed him with Sam Darnold, who was terrible in New York. And surprise, 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 he sucked here too. So yes, got to be in constant pursuit of that franchise quarterback. We're hoping Bryce Young will be that guy. And Bryce Young, in that game against Green Bay, has looked better than any of those quarterbacks that we've discussed over the last couple of seasons have looked in the last three, four seasons here in Carolina. And that is a sign of encouragement. For sure. The two game-winning drives, I love that. But looking at the draft compensation that the Carolina Panthers have this year, or I guess capital, they own their second-round pick. They own their third-round pick. They own a fourth-round pick. They own San Francisco's fifth-round pick. Tennessee's fifth-round pick. Thank you, Dennis Daly. And Arizona's sixth-round pick. Thank you, Robbie Anderson, Chosen Robbie, Robbie Cho, whatever the hell he goes by now. Uh, So that's six picks. You want to use one of those six picks on a quarterback? After just discussing how the Panthers, looks like the receiver they drafted, don't know what he's going to be able to do for them. Now, Steve Smith Sr. really likes him. So Steve obviously knows this way more than I do. But I'm sure that Steve Smith has liked receivers in the past and fallen out of love with those receivers. I'm guessing one of those guys was Jerry Judy. Um, Also, it looks like 
I mean, offensive line, they've continuously drafted offensive linemen. I don't know if that's uh, a priority for the Carolina Panthers, but we'll discuss it throughout the offseason. That second-round pick, I'm guessing most of you are earmarking towards a wide receiver. We have to see who the new GM is, if there's going to be a new GM. You need to find out who the head coach is going to be. You need to go through free agency before we can flat out say, yeah, white out there at 33rd overall at the beginning of the second round of the 2024 NFL draft. I don't think it is a great resource allocation to do that with a quarterback. If you get to the end of the draft with Arizona's pick and you're just like, hey, there's a guy here who has a ton of experience, maybe. Like the only I go back to when Washington drafted Robert Griffin III, and then it was in the fourth round, I believe, that drafted Kirk Cousins. That was a odd decision. You have the Heisman Trophy winner from Baylor. You have a quarterback who I think he took Michigan State to the Big Ten title. I think they won. They haven't won. They didn't win the Big Ten title that year. I think they only won it one time other than Antonio. Not important. Um, but Kirk Cousins was a good player. And we have seen that Kirk Cousins has turned out to be a pretty good quarterback. Is he a great quarterback? No. But look at the rest of the NFL and what most of these guys look like outside of the top five that everyone agrees is a phenomenal quarterback. They don't look all that great. Kirk Cousins looks a lot better than them. And look at where Minnesota is without Kirk Cousins this season. They were close, but they weren't there. And had he been healthy, they would have gotten there this season, there being the playoffs for his second straight year of Kevin O'Connell as their head coach. But Kirk Cousins came in, and he's been a good player. Now, the Panthers, they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to draft quarterback in the first round and go get somebody later on. Maybe a year later with a different general manager, different coaching staff, presumably, both of those things are going to be here. And all the coaching staff will certainly be here, assuming that Tepper can hire somebody. I think he will. I'm not concerned about it. I'm just concerned about the level of coach he's going to be able to hire. Um, maybe they decide, yeah, let's have an insurance plan. Let's get a quarterback in the third round. It's, maybe they love Bo Nix, and, and they decide, hey, Bo Nix, third round, let's do that. I don't know where Bo Nix is going to go. I'm guessing Michael Penix Jr., who looked awesome again on Monday night in the Sugar Bowl. He's going to be a first-rounder. Drake May, Caleb Williams, they won't be available. Jaden Daniels, don't think he'll be available. And Carson Beck going back to Georgia. So I don't know how many quarterbacks I'm looking at in this draft where I'm super high on them uh, outside of, I guess, the early rounds. And getting someone with experience, as we've seen with Brock Purdy, that helps. So if there's a quarterback that they like, okay, I guess. But that's not going to be the best conversation starter here in Carolina because that's just going to raise eyebrows just like when the Panthers drafted Will Greer to replace Cam Newton. How'd that work out? It's just going to be that kind of nonsense. I just don't want to deal with it. Unless that quarterback actually turns out to be great and wins multiple Super Bowls in Carolina, then I reserve the right to change my opinion. My opinion right now is you need to use those picks to bring in some cheap players, and it would be nice if you could trade some of those to get more compensation, to get more bites at the apple across the roster. Because the Carolina Panthers, they don't necessarily have a quarterback issue. They have a roster construction issue, a talent issue. And until that's fixed, well... 2-14, 2-14, and 14, possibly 2-15, and 15, and capping out at seven wins. That's what you're going to get. All right, let's uh, take one more pause here on the show and come back and answer the rest of your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions here on Locked on Panthers. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. You heard me. And gambling 
not yet legal here in North Carolina. It's coming very soon, but if you're somewhere where you can legally bet $5 on the Panthers, money line, win or lose, you're good. The app is so easy to use, by the way. There are so many different ways you can bet, like live same game parlays, find bets in the new explore tab, make a parlay in the parlay hub, the best way to find popular, you guessed it, parlays, and more so, visit fandle.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup, Fandle, official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, a few more questions here on the show before we wrap it up for one final time. The weekly Wednesday mailbag will return week one of the 2024 regular season. So we'll see you in September. But thank you to everybody who's asked questions throughout the regular season. Don't worry, you get to ask questions throughout the offseason as well. It should be a busy offseason, as I mentioned earlier. Possibly a new general manager, definitely a new head coach. We'll see what the draft looks like, what decisions they make during free agency. Should be an eventful couple of months. And I think we're all owed that. We're all owed some sort of restored hope, if that's possible, knowing that David Tepper is owning this football team. And it, it's going to happen. The NFL does it better than any league in America. They sell hope. They deal that hope, and people get hooked to it every offseason. And that's why this is the most popular television event in the country. So I, I you might be down on them now. You'll be back. You will be back. But let's go to Brian now. Brian is saying, Bryce Young leads the league in throwaways by a country mile. Currently at 46 with 15 games played. The most in the last five years was Aaron Rodgers, 48 in 2018, and Tom Brady, 40 in 2019, both with 16 games played. Now, Bryce Young will also play 16 games as he missed that game week three in Seattle, and he's expected to start uh, on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, what does that say about his play, given that some of the best passers in the league actually hold high numbers, mobility, decision-making? What does it say about our O-line playing receivers as well, or perhaps play calling? Well, we know the O-line's not any good, and we know the receivers don't get separation. They're not very good either. So I think it's pretty established that those are two very subpar units, bottom third of the NFL, probably bottom five. 3-1 in the NFL when it comes to those two units this season, uh, minus Taylor Moten and Adam Thielen who had 1,000 yards receiving. Congratulations to Adam. Never did not think that would be the case this season, the Panthers having a 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, but if it was going to be the case, I figured it probably would be him. But man, good for him. Really, seriously. Happy with that acquisition. Wondering what he will do at age 34. Didn't have too many concerns about Adam Thielen at age 33. Uh, but I do have concerns about whether he can do it again next season at that kind of level. But you would think his numbers would go down because hopefully the Carolina Panthers, it's time and age, but hopefully the Carolina Panthers find other options, better options than Adam Thielen. If they don't find better options than Adam Thielen, well, 
we're going to see a lot of the same problems, I'm guessing, with the wide receiver core uh, next season. Uh, but as far as that stat you bring up as with league throwaways or throwaways in the, in the NFL, like Bryce Young is 46 now. Jalen Hurts has 32. That's second most in the, in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes has 28. Jared Goff has 26. Josh Allen has 25. All of those guys have had good seasons. I know the Eagles, they've struggled lately. Uh, the, the Chiefs haven't been what they've been recently. They're still division champs eight years in a row there. What a joke of a division AFC West has turned out to be. Uh, Jared Goff, he's been great in Detroit this year. Josh Allen, it could be a win or go home game on Sunday night. I hope that's what the case is for Buffalo because it just adds to the drama of that final game of the regular season of the NFL this year. But those guys... Typically, now Allen makes some boneheaded decisions a lot of times. Not all, not a lot, but he, those picks quite often. Jared Goff, he's had his issues as well, but that, but they're good quarterbacks. We, I think we can all agree that those four are pretty damn good quarterbacks in the NFL. Like Mahomes, the best one. Then I'm not gonna, I'm not, never, mind, I'm not gonna do it. Never mind. I'm not gonna grade him. Don't want to, don't want to hear it. Um, but yeah, for Bryce to have that many throwaways. I think it speaks to, yes, the offensive line play not being great and having to be flush in the pocket and then just make the right decision and throw it away. And there's been times where he's not done that and that has burned him, um, where it's been him either throwing a pick or fumbling because he just got sacked. And I think back to the the Saints game where he threw that pick right when they were in field goal range right before the half. Uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, we know both those guys, great decision makers, would get rid of the football if things not there. Also, the receiver's not getting open. Sometimes Bryce Young's just got to burn it. And he's done that, according to these throwaways. So I think it speaks to his decision making, his maturity, and that is a positive. Now, I think you would rather that number be a little bit down because you would rather your offensive line be able to protect and your receivers be able to get open so that Bryce Young, instead of throwing the ball away, is actually trying to throw the ball to his playmakers if he has playmakers out there on the field. So that's a good observation by you, Brian. He got those numbers from uh, Pro Football Reference, by the way. I go there all the time. So if you guys are ever looking for some inside information kind of stats, not I, mean, I guess it kind of, I mean, it's not really analytics, but like advanced stats, they're a great spot to go to. Final question comes from Bo. Why will Baker Mayfield dominate us this week? <laughs> Ah, the positivity from Bo heading here into 2024. That is the key storyline on Sunday. Baker Mayfield, who was benched here in Carolina after having his ankle injury. The last time he started was that game against Baltimore on the road last year. He was awful. I do not think the Carolina Panthers put him in a good situation last year. I did not appreciate, and y'all listened, I did not appreciate the fact that they were not able to facilitate that trade. Uh, on day two of the draft and that they instead panicked to move up with Matt Corral, who's not even in the league right now. I hope he's doing fine to know that there was some concern there. Once he was cut by New England, I hope he's okay. But Matt Corral's already out of the league. And that just shows you another one of those bad decisions that Fitterer, Tepper, and the organization made uh, on that night. Matt Rule as well, who's no longer here. Um, But I did not appreciate them not getting that deal done. And they immediately said that, oh, Corral's only here to develop. And we saw when he played how bad he was that clearly this guy's not coming in here to push Sam Darnold. And they waited until July 5th to bring in Baker Mayfield, who couldn't even get a playbook until right before training camp and then was splitting reps of Sam Darnold, then eventually won out. And what do you know? He looked awful to start the season because he had only been there for a couple of weeks and only been the starter for like two weeks. So the Panthers put him in a terrible situation, put themselves in a terrible situation, and it cost Matt Rule his job. And that decision will probably end up 
later on costing Scott Fitterer and a couple other people in this organization their jobs. Baker Mayfield miraculously had a great game that Thursday night after he asked for his release and played with the Rams and was fine, much better with the Rams than he was in Carolina. Maybe that scheme fit him better. We did talk to Steven Ruiz of the Ringer about Baker and whether the scheme would fit with him and McAdoo, and he was skeptical, and we saw it wasn't a scheme fit, went and ran something more comfortable with, had success, been really good this year with Dave Canales. And maybe he's up there for comeback player of the year. Uh, I feel like that should be Joe Flacco. I think Demar Hamlin's also someone people are talking about. Um, but you can debate yourselves over that one. But Baker's been good. Happy for him, honestly. Been a fan of Baker Mayfield since he was a true freshman walk on at Texas Tech. I love this story at Oklahoma. Thought it was cool what he did with the Browns, get him to the playoffs, winning a game. And coming very close when Mahomes got knocked out of that game with concussion to winning at Arrowhead. Of course, it didn't happen. Baker Mayfield, his story in Carolina, it's not going to be one that we look back on fondly, of course. But he's a player who has always played with a chip on his shoulder, can have something to prove, can go out and win a division title. The Browns gave up on him. The Panthers basically gave up on him. I don't think the Rams, of course, never had him in his plans. Now in Tampa, gets a second chance, maybe really a third chance, and has a chance to come back to a place that moved on from him and could win the division title on Sunday. So, yeah, there's a lot to play for for Baker Mayfield. There's a lot to play for the, for the Carolina Panthers and just having some doggone pride in off the season. So, yeah, we'll talk a lot about this on tomorrow's show with James Yarko of Locked on Bucks, which is going to wrap up this edition of the Locked on Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. We're starting next Friday. I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions all off-season long. So either at me or DM me to get those questions into me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you on Thursday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.